Welcome to you after the checker. Oh, what the hell, man? Another fucking stroll. Uh, actually, also, did you know that it's pronounced Barcelona? I did actually. I did because there's a restaurant in Clayton that yep. uh, that if you say it the other, if you say Barcelona, they correct you. Yeah, it's Barcelona. Barcelona. So says everyone who ever spent a semester there, semester abroad in college. Every girl I know who spent a semester b- abroad came back saying it's actually pronounced Barcelona, and everybody looked at her like she was pretentious and didn't like her. Maybe she was. She was. Oh, 100% she was. Yeah. I know of like, yeah, three or four girls who did that. Maybe everybody knew that before they studied abroad and it was just their excuse to start saying it. True. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to pronounce it Barcelona. 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 I'll do it both. I'll mix it up. Keep yeah. your toes. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Okay. All right. Let's get going. Beers on the podcast. Yeah. Tonight we've got um, special beer that I found from Four Hands and narrow gauge it is their they call it i believe it's just called volume one but it has got voltron on the can the it, voltron robot no, it, it says it up top it says voltron on it it, it says i think, but, it, I think but it's in the, the voltron mouth volume of one. the cat it says volume one i don't know if they're like going to come out with several volumes i don't know the story but well, this is one voltron of the coolest, defender of the universe volume one right this is one of the coolest cans i have ever seen we'll put it on the instagram you guys got to check it out it is awesome all right be honest with me did you buy it because of the can absolutely okay because i would have too. 100%. i would have too uh i'm drinking the same thing you gave that one to me but i also cracked open a uh a deschutes ipa i got a variety pack i gave you one yep and uh i've got just a west coast ipa which one did i give you uh tropical what is it tropical fresh ipa which is delicious is it refreshing it is refreshing good to know all right well we've got like a whole uh smorgasbord of beer over here so it might be a wide frame picture for the yeah, business podcast might be a long podcast oh boy hey you know I'm, I'm all for that actually we have a lot to talk about we do have a lot to talk about so we will cover a lot of racing but uh just you know the past couple of weeks we've had a lot of uh trends of talking about movies mm-hmm. so let's keep it going i watched air this week Oh, uh, the Air Jordan One story, yep. kind of about the story behind Nike. It was incredible. It has um, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, um, Jason Bateman, Jason, Jason Bateman, ton of stars in that yeah. movie, like like sneaky stars in uh, that movie. When they show up, you're like, oh, look at this guy's in the movie, you know? Yeah, uh, one of the Wayans brothers. Uh, oh, Chris Tucker was in it. Yeah, Chris, Chris Tucker was great it, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of great great actors and actresses in it. Um, the movie itself was actually really good. There's maybe like probably a total of three minutes of actual basketball in the movie yeah, which is it's not really it's not really a sports because I, I was like reading like the reviews on it and like if you're looking for a basketball movie this isn't it and people are downplaying it i don't remember them selling it as a basketball movie it was more about the story behind like probably the honest i'll say it the greatest shoe ever made um well yeah i mean if you consider what that the crazy i i absolutely love the movie totally agree with you and you know me, I love my Jordan 1s, right. and or actually all my Air Jordans, right. I have an Air Jordan collection, so obviously this was a no-brainer to watch the movie, but I watched it with my wife, she liked it, I loved it, um, yeah, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's on Amazon Prime for yep. free if you're a Prime member. It was It was just, it was one of those movies that like, I, like I turned it on because I thought, oh, this will be okay. You know, it might be, this will be decent, and I was blown away by how good it was. I did not expect it to be that good, I did not expect it to be just as sort of eye-opening. I kind of feel like they cashed in a little bit on the the popularity of The Last Dance. Like it was sort of 
Well, the popularity sort of, of but, but that's of a that, good thing. But that's a good thing. Not nostalgia that, from and that, just you know? like the popularity of, of the Air Jordan ones and like the sneakerhead right. community. Even though that's starting to to dwindle down, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, but to tie it back to automotive racing, whatever Ben Affleck's Porsche in that movie was sick. That's it was, yeah. That, that purple Porsche. He's like, you know how many layers of paint it takes to achieve that purple? <laughs> he was, he's like, he what? And he's gr- like, seventeen. <laughs> he was greatest Phil Knight. He was awesome. He had such a small role of it. Like yeah. I thought he was going to be a bigger part, but he nailed it. Um, Matt Damon absolutely. Crushed Matt Damon it. was great. Jason Bateman plays like the same character that Jason Bateman plays in every movie. I feel which like, is fine. Which is fine because it's great. It's it's he's hilarious. He is he's yeah he but he plays it like sort of super serious accountant type guy who is really good with numbers but is also like really sarcastic and witty. Which is kind of honestly I think that's probably just Jason Bateman. I don't know him, but kind of seems like that with all the roles yeah. he's played. But right. also like I said, Chris Tucker, great to see him. He was, he was funny he was in the great. movie. Yeah, he was. But he wasn't playing like a comedic no character. No. Um, I really liked him. I thought he was a great cast for that movie. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. If even if you don't like, you don't care about Air Jordan ones or basketball or whatever, you've heard of Michael Jordan and right. it's got some great actors in it. So check it out. Well, and, and you want to tie it to racing. Here's a real way to tie that this to racing. Oh, uh, well, Michael Jordan owns some racing well, teams. He does. And, but the thing is, is he did because of the deal he signed with, uh, with Nike, where he gets, they say it at the end of the movie, the amount four hundred million dollars of passive, passive income, income every that, year yeah, that he from gets, the shoes that he gets from those shoes because Nike signed a deal where they gave him a percentage of the sales for life. Yeah, for life. anything with his name on it, and and, it, you, and Nike still makes tons of money. They don't even they don't put how much do they put how much Nike makes on the Jordan brand. I don't think so. I don't think they did. They yeah. just put how much he makes. Well, so yeah, if, and that's the thing. That whole Jordan brand, that whole that never happens without this deal. No, you know, no. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it dies and, off probably after right. a couple of years. What is that, a three-year contract or whatever? Yeah, and then all of his, you know, all of his marketing stuff and him becoming what he became. I mean, he obviously was a great, he was the greatest best basketball player that ever was ever played. But to see all that other stuff that kind of came around, all the marketing stuff that came around him, the be like Mike stuff, all that probably came from they Nike. put that they put that song at the yeah end, they did yeah, which i like they did that was when like i actually was watching that with a giant smile on my face because i remember having like i remember those commercials I, I had like the air the like michael jordan movies that they came out with like they had these like basketball movies that came out there it was just like about, yeah. highlight videos yeah. of him but like also like the story of michael jordan it was crazy it was so much fun yeah. I, it was a really fun movie to watch yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think a lot of people would. Um, like I said, great cast. So check it out for sure. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Check it out. Really good, really good stuff. So all right, are we gonna try to cap that as our movie chat for this episode? We can try. I I doubt that we will. But you know, we'll see. The, the great thing about this is it's organic. It flows. We don't know what's gonna come. I agree. I agree. You're right. You're right. Let's not try to force it. Right. Uh, we did have some good racing this weekend. Uh, you already getting racing? Sorry, I I'm going to jump ready ahead. To get okay. Racing. We have Monaco this weekend. Yes. Um, Circuit du Monaco. Oh, let's not revisit that. <laughs> what a weekend. Um, it was a weekend, man. I will say, without the rain, I think the race is pretty boring. Yeah, I think without the rain. Yeah. Um, the rain added some excitement. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but. The race, the weekend itself, if you're looking at just like kind of like the ambiance of the whole presence of the weekend, I mean, it's an incredible weekend. 
Right. Um, the trackside interviews before the race. I mean, the amount of people there that actually there was a. Did you see when they were doing that? They caught yeah, a red, that Red Bull that Red Bull uh, uh, crew member dropping some f bombs that got picked up and they had to apologize I didn't hear, for it. I, I, I don't know who it. he was yelling at, but he was not happy. I, I didn't have like the sound on, but yeah, I saw I saw the the pre the the grid walk stuff, and there were guys in the background. I forget who it was. I think I saw Neymar in the background, the soccer player Neymar, and they didn't even interview him. They didn't even really talk to him, but I'm like. Yeah, that's Neymar. Like, in, and it's just as you walk up and down the grid, it's like, oh, there's one of the Williams sisters, and there's, you know, it's just uh, yeah, crazy. While, while they were doing the interviews, you could just see these celebrities in the background. You're like, why, why aren't they interviewing them? Mm-hmm. And it's like, honestly, who can you get a hold of? I mean, right. He like bumped into Christian Horner, and I bet right. a lot of people are like, why is he interviewing Christian Horner? I'm like, well, it is an F1 well, race. You yeah, got to, you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, you do need to talk to F1 personalities when you have this a F1 a little right. bit. Right. Um, let's talk qualifying. Now, yeah. uh, I was watching qualifying from the, uh, seat of a golf cart cause I was golfing, Yep. but my guy Checo, not a good not, qualifying, not, good. not a good qualifying. Yeah. Not good. Hits a wall. There was a lot, you know, there's a lot of that though. There's a lot of guys, especially in qualifying, kind of bumping the wall, sliding against the wall. They made some of the walls and this was something I was surprised at. We didn't talk about it cause I didn't know, but they made some of the walls a little softer so you could do that. Um, I know in the swimming pool section, one of those turns was a little softer. Guys were hitting the wall and it wasn't doing really any damage. Checo, though, he power slid into just on the other side of Sandovot, turn one. Not good. So he didn't power slide into our DMs. He did not power slide into our DMs. He power slid into the wall. Okay. Wrong power yeah. slide, Checo. Wrong power Wrong slide. Wrong power slide. Hey, speaking of the pool, though, I, I think I saw a post, and I don't know if this was a joke or not, but because of the water shortages in Monaco, did they not fill up the Red Bull pool? Really? Used, uh, I, I have no idea. Someone's probably going to say that I'm an idiot and fell for, like, the ultimate internet gimmick, but I thought I saw a picture that they used, like, um, uh, like the ball pit from, like, Chuck E. Cheese instead <laughs> because of the water shortages, and it would be... Um, you think there's a Chuck E. Cheese in Monaco? No, I don't. Well, I, I did see they're doing some interviews, and like in the background, one of the restaurants was Sushi Planet. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Sushi Planet? So if, be, if there's a I, Sushi Planet, I'm sure there's a Chuck E. Cheese. I think it would be Chuck E. Fromage. Let's just skip over that. I'm going to edit that out, actually. Would, no, I'm you know what it would up. be? It would be Chal Fromage. <laughs> it's just Chuck E. Leclerc's. No, it would be okay? Chal's Fromage. And instead of, instead of mice, there's prancing horses yeah, that wreck exactly. into things. Oh, don't. Don't, we don't don't do that. And his okay. his so, and his Spanish teammate has more points than him. That's so. Speaking of the of Checo wrecking though, interesting moments. So at Monaco, there's not there's really no any runoff areas to haul cars off. There are, but they're very short. They're very You're about the cranes? between. Yeah, so they yeah. pull up they pull up the cars with cranes and they pull them pretty high up in the air. And I think it was interesting that so they pull they pull Perez's car up in the air. And all of a sudden, you, I remember like watching like, all these reporters are getting shots of the floor of the car. And from what I've heard, I've even read articles like uh, Mercedes and Ferrari and all, and uh, Aston Martin have been going over those shots like with a oh, fine-tooth yeah. comb. Almost to like instantly, too. Right. Because that's the first time that those teams are going to get a shot, really, of that, of that Probably floor. Probably the only time until yeah. those cars are in a museum somewhere. Right. I, why, mean, that's, I mean, why would Red Bull show them exactly. the underside they, of that car? Wouldn't. And that's kind of been... We've talked about porpoising and all yep. the aerodynamics and stuff, and people just think, "Oh, it's the bottom of the car." What are you talking about? There's a lot that goes into it, and well, uh, right, and that exposes that exposes teams. Now, do I think that's going to have an outcome at the end of the season? Probably not, 
but it might change some of the other standings. Right. It might it might help some teams. I mean, the thing is, so these cars now have ground effect, which is just a term that some people might know. Ground effect is something that was in Formula One for a long time, and what that means is that air, it, they use the air to kind of suck the car to the track underneath the car. They use that air to suck the car to the track, whereas hey. in the past they just used air over the wings to push it down and they did not use the air underneath the car. IndyCar uses a ground effect that sucks it to the track like that. Speaking of ground effects, did you ever watch that Top Gear that um, Richard Hammond gets to drive Jim Clark's Lotus that has the active arrow? No. And by active arrow, I mean this was back, you know, when did Jim Clark race? Oh, Jim Clark race. So, Are you sure it was Jim Clark? Jim Clark was like a 60s driver. Um, yeah. That was way before yeah. active arrow. So his, he was the first one, I'm pretty sure, the pioneer to where okay. with the wind, it would go up and down how his car was turning yeah. and would have him stick to the ground. Um, That'd be nuts. F- um, yeah. Honestly, put on that Top Gear channel that we found. Yeah. It'll be on eventually, but it's, it's actually, it might have oh. been, was it Top Gear or was it, was it Grand Tour? It might have been Grand Tour. You might be able to find it. I don't know if it was Grand Tour. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, because I, I remember, I don't remember that. And I think, I don't think it would have been Jim Clark, man. I think it would have, because like active aero stuff was... 70s and 80s that was like the pro senna that sort of era a little bit before that too i don't know but anyway so going into going further into qualifying there was a fun little moment there where you had at the beginning of q3 it it was the grand tour sorry i'm gonna go back and it was it was jim clark okay and uh Uh, yeah his car it got um it got outlawed or he's one of the reasons why they stopped doing this they had F1 cars that had fans like in the side pods to to literally blow the car down on and suck it to the track. Yeah, this wasn't that like egregious. But, no, that um, was like that's what I'm talking about in the 70s, 80s sort of, sort of thing like that. Yeah, his his it was mainly his side skirts would just move up and down with how he was turning and uh, based on how the the car was angled that sure. it would it would change the era. That's but nice. I just saw this like. Um, <laughs> Oh, never mind. We don't. I we're not going to get into it because th- this could this could with your uh, with your love of the the nerd side no, of no, things this I, could I, this I, could spiral. Let's, let's, let's go. No, we're going to keep going on Monaco. No, let's go. No qualifying. <laughs> um, um, no, there was a there was a cool little moment there where you had like Ocon, Leclerc, Alonso, Verstappen all trading off their first laps in Q three, all trading off uh, pole, and you know after the first little the first round. Of uh, of laps in Q three, Ocon sits atop the yeah atop the standings. O- Ocon had a great weekend all around. I was and I loved. I, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. In qualifying though, yeah, the battles were great. I mean, um, Max just barely edged out Fernando for the pole. I mean, he did. That was super close, and I really thought that was going to lead up to a better race. So not only did you did you see Max hit the wall twice in that lap? Yeah, I did. And yeah, he hit the wall the second time. He hit the wall going down the front straight, out of Anthony Nosian into San Devote. That's sort of the only real straight on the track, the pit straight there. He hit the wall there, which I've never I don't ever remember seeing a car hit the wall there that wasn't you know, wrecking or or something wrong with it. It was weird to watch you sort of bounce off the wall. I mean, he just—I say hit the wall. He sort of kissed the wall. But hey, when you're going that fast, it is hitting the wall. Probably felt like it, right? And it was just odd that I and but that tells you, and as we'll talk about with the race, that tells you how good that freaking car is. Maybe he did it on purpose to give people false hope. Slow it down. Anyway, so I mean, it was it was a crazy close 
between Max and Fernando. And the whole talk after that was is that basically that was first, whatever it was, 300 feet or whatever, it's a drag race. And whoever can get yep. to the front between Fernando yep. and Max is going to win the race. Um, well, before we get to the race, anything else you want to talk about with qualifying? Well, yeah. I mean, you got Charles. Charles getting well, I completely jumped over that. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Charles getting the penalty. I want to know what your opinion. I want to know your opinion. So that was actually a huge, indifferent. Um, it's more of the impact that that had on the rest of the race. Sure. Um, I think because he he had third wrapped up and that bumped him back to sixth. Right. Yep. Yeah, he lost three places, so he got a grid penalty for. He was slow in the tunnel, but he wasn't. The tunnel is so tight there really isn't. A ra- you, you couldn't get off the racing line enough to let a car go through, and Lando Norris was behind him. The fault there probably lies on the team for not communicating, but also, you know, you these cars go through like he warm up laps and cool down laps. He had just ran his pole lap and he was going through a cool down section. If that happens a hundred yards ahead, he's in the Nouvelle chicane right out of the tunnel, and he probably just pulls in the chicane and lets Lando go around, no problems. He just misses the turn, and, and it's no issues. But as it as it happened, you know, it's just Monaco's tight. We see this so, stuff every year. I, so I was kind of surprised he got the penalty. So here's here's my thoughts on it: is that at the time of watching it, I'm thinking, yes, that is a penalty. Mm-hmm. He should know better. Team should have communicated it. It doesn't matter the track. It is the rule. Mm-hmm. He did break the rule. But, and I'm going to jump ahead and I'm having a habit. Of, I always have a habit of this. Yeah, we do, we do this But time. starting the race, George Russell starts too far forward and doesn't get a penalty. So, like, right. it's kind of twofold for me is that, yeah, I think Leclerc probably should have gotten the penalty. But then if you're not going to give G. Russ the penalty for starting too far forward, then, like, that penalty for Leclerc should have never happened. So, like it's got to be both or none. So that's kind of what I said indifferent. Like mm-hmm. it's like if if you're gonna enforce the penalty, then enforce all the penalties that should have happened. And I don't care that G Russ they they said they investigated it and they said we found that it wasn't what was the ter- I don't even know what the term was that they used, but he did start too far forward. But I guess it was enough to where it didn't make a difference. But you know who who makes that decision mid race? Anyway, getting too far ahead. Back right. to my point. My opinion is. Yes, it's a penalty, but if they're not going to enforce the GRS penalty, then that should not have been a penalty. Yeah. <clears throat> and that that changes the race for Ferrari. It changes the race for Leclerc. Uh, the person who took the third-place spot ended up finishing third place. That's a huge points gap, and I kind of made the joke at it that Carlos Sainz is ahead of uh, Charles Leclerc in the points mm-hmm. right now. But you give that spot back to Leclerc, and that jumps up his points, and he probably over. Well, no, he definitely overtakes Science then, because Science Science did what Science does best. Yeah, his car. I mean, and I think that it seemed to me like yeah, Ferrari had a good enough car to finish third for sure. Hundred percent. It's, it's just tough to pass. What bothers me about the penalty is that the FIA says in their statement about the penalty that they admitted there's not really anything that Leclerc should have done could have could have done I in didn't that position. I didn't see that and that makes it even worse and, so. that, and to me if you say there's not really anything we acknowledge that there's they basically said we acknowledge there's not really anything that Leclerc could have done or Norris it was really kind of on Ferrari for not informing but but really you look at it so there is so even if they inform him what's he going to do well exactly they would have had to basically hold him up 
much further back and because with, it's Mirabeau, Mirabeau, Haut, Mirabeau, and then Mirabeau High, Mirabeau. I don't remember the French words, but it's the the corners before that are the two Mirabeau corners, and then into Portier, and there's no room in there either. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you hold them up earlier, is that just as dangerous? And I think the answer is yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, the only thing more dangerous about I mean, it's dangerous. Those are both dangerous to the cars into the tunnel. There's a little bit higher speed, but really, the only thing they could have done is tell him speed up. Which is not something that they really say oh, a cool on, a cool, on a cool down lap because you're trying to cool everything off. You're trying, you're trying to, to you're trying to preserve exactly. the car for the race, and you're trying to set the car into an engine conservation mode, and you're playing with settings, and you're doing all this other stuff. I just think you know, if you're gonna say, was it a penalty by the letter of the law? Yes, but if you're gonna say there's, we acknowledge there's not really anything you can do, then you can't give him a penalty. And also, just jumping out of the race, if you're not going to... We've seen people get penalized this year already for starting too far forward, so why is G-Russ the... Oh, yeah, and, and he did get a penalty later. He got a, he got one later. Max takes the pole, Alonzo's in second, Esteban Ocon grabs third after the Leclerc penalty. Um, anything else you want to chat no, about? No, I mean, that's pretty... You know, really, it was the, the big thing for me. Honestly, I think the biggest thing of the weekend was the penalty to... Leclerc, I think it did cost him probably probably cost him a podium. You know, we don't. I mean, we don't know. Obviously, Ocon ran a great race. We'll discuss it as we get on. But no, I think it was. Uh, you know, qualifying was fun. It was fun to watch. It we did it went as expected. You know, we were kind of hoping. I think that um, that Aston Martin or Ferrari would be able to bring something to attack Red Bull. I, you know, I really don't think, you know. Well, I think we thought that based on qualifying that Aston Martin had the car that could challenge them. Mm -hmm. And that, as I talked about earlier, is that the start of that race, the first, whatever I said, 200, 300 feet, that there's going to be a drag race. We're going to get some excitement for battling and that, you know, whoever comes out of that is going to be victorious. And race starts not even close. That Red Bull car is so far clear into that first turn that it didn't even matter. Yeah, there was no heroics in to send a vote for all of you F1 game fans. Um, got away clean. Uh, other than got away clean, early, the the front of the pack got away clean. We haven't had a big wreck in to send a vote for a few Monaco races, which is kind of surprising. We used to have those a lot. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Um, Although Romain Grosjean is not racing in the series anymore. Hey, he, was, hey, he was big on that. Rogro. Rogro was big on... Well, he had a big wreck at the Indy yeah. 500 this weekend. He did. Um, anyway, let's get back to that Red Bull car. Um, he Max gets into the that first turn, clear. He gone. Yeah, he's gone. We did see an interesting moment where Lance Stroll tried to go around the outside of Logan Sargent in to the Grand Hotel hairpin, and he like bounced off the wall, bounced off a sergeant, bounced off the wall, bounced off a sergeant. That well, that whole that whole situation was a little bit messy because Nico Hulkenberg jumps up four spots um, in the first lap, but he, I don't know, they they gave him the penalty for making contact with Stroll. Yep. But honestly, like where Stroll put his car, I'm like, why the hell would mm-hmm. like Hulkenberg's not expecting a car to be there? And I get it, he initiated contact. You shouldn't do that. Gets a penalty and it ruined his race. But Stroll again, makes mistakes. Lance Stroll. If you if you just drive like a like a, a standard normal driver, like you're not gonna pass anyone on the outside there. So what are you doing? 
you just ruin somebody else's race too. So it's stroll gun stroll. Well, David David Coulthard was on the F1 TV broadcast, and he said, "You know, that's interesting. He's trying to go around the outside there. I've never seen anyone try to go around the outside there. I don't think you can." There's a reason why yeah. nobody goes in the outside there, Lance. <laughs> yeah, there's no room. You can't do it. You cannot pass on the outside going into the Loez or you know Grand Hotel, whatever you want to call it, that hairpin. There's no room. So somebody jumping ahead again, what we do after he wrecked out at the end of the race, somebody, somebody texted me that when he was walking along the, uh, the, uh, the water side mm-hmm. with the steward that he was probably like, shit, what am I going to tell my dad now? <laughs> like, cause like, it's just yeah. every week I mean, he's got to think of a new excuse why he wrecked his daddy's car. He, yeah. He's not, he's not good enough. He's not it's a problem. Enough. Happy. You're not any good. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> You're not any good. Uh, you know what? I said yeah. we're going to cap the movie references. Nope. I told is. you. Yep. I told you. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah, jump a little bit ahead. So, lap one, everybody kind of gets away clean. Obviously, a little contact there. Yeah. Uh, so, Stroll uh, and Sargent. Yeah. And and then uh, Nico hit Logan Sargent as well. And that's yep. what ultimately, I think, got the penalty. But I think yep. that without Stroll going on the outside, that doesn't even happen. Yeah. Um, you know, a little later in the race, Signs, who's sitting in fourth at the time, tries to make a move on oh Esteban Ocon, and it was right down into the, out of the tunnel into the Nouvelle Chicane. I it's, don't know what I don't know what he was doing. It's the right passing spot, but it's the wrong time because he did not have the gap to make no, the pass. There. He wasn't close enough. No, and he didn't have the ability to push inside of him and kind of force Ocon a little bit to the outside and make it work. He did not have. Wasn't he didn't have it? What was a terrible, it terrible? Was, decision. I mean, it was quintessential Carlos Sainz. It really was. It really was. I mean, he had he had called off Ferrari strategist a few times during the race. Told him he didn't want to come in. Told him no, I'm staying out. You know, because well, even after that incident, yeah. he had damage on the wing, yeah. and they're like, "This isn't a part of our strategy. You have to you have to stay out." And he was complaining about it. And right. If I'm if I'm the engineer on that, I'm like, look, buddy, you're the one who made that decision, not us. Right. And you're if you come in now, you screw up the whole strategy for the team. Absolutely. But absolutely. So yeah, let's. I, I do want to go back to the first lap sure. though. Uh, I got really excited because within the first lap, Perez pits. Uh, they put on put the hards on. Yeah, and I'm thinking, all right, they're setting they're setting my guy up for success. Exactly. I actually I, thought. And I thought that he would, but then he made a series of dumb decisions. Well, he got. I think what happened was I. I texted you when that happened. I. I think I texted you. He's going to finish on the podium. You did when when he made the change. When he made and, the change, because he you and about seven one. other people text me that. Because I was I was like, that's a great decision, because he doesn't lose a lap. There's it's quick enough. You know, there's enough space there, and he's got a fast enough car that if he can maintain, if he can catch back up with the field, which he did in, in a few laps. If he can catch back up with the field, there's not going to really be any problems. He's going to be able to pass people. He got stuck, though. He he got, he got stuck. He got stuck at the back of the field because it's so hard to pass there. And then, yeah, he made uh, – who was it that he hit going into the Nouvelle Chicane? It was really – Well, not... he, he made a collision and then uh, and then just with the weather, the collision, yeah. the damage. Yeah. His, bad... his day went from bad yeah. to worse, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. But he is my driver who had the for, forgettable drive of the day. It was. It was horrible. I was going to say Lance Stroll, but yeah, he had he had a bad weekend. I Check expect. I ex, I mean, you, Lance that's Stroll true. is my punching bag. That usually, yeah, that's, that's it. True. But this is Perez. I mean, 
That's true. I was expecting him to get into the points easily starting in 20th. And, uh, yeah, just a forgettable drive. I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he got in his own head. I don't, I don't know. No, he just didn't have, he, yeah, I mean, he just didn't have a, did not have a good weekend from qualifying to the race. It was just bad all around, which, which isn't great. I mean, because that's, you know, we'll talk about that at the end of the race, but yeah. Um, so yeah, later in the race, rain comes along. So it was uh, around lap 50, yep. uh, by lap 56, we saw some wild pit stops. I mean, we saw Fernando Alonso come in change tires, mm-hmm. go out for like, was it a lap or two so, and came back in and put on the wets? So I actually think that that cost that cost Alonzo the race. I think if Alonzo pits, so Max, You think it cost him the race? So I think that they pitted around, around lap 53, 54 maybe. I could be wrong. But he comes back. He comes back so he starts he race back on mediums. twice. Yeah. He yeah. starts to race on mediums, comes back in, comes in around lap 53, 54, goes back out on hards i think or maybe mediums again i don't remember what he went back on but he went back on on slick tires if you come in and, and i think that alonzo knows this if he waited which i don't know how they didn't expect rain well they if could he see, waited two they or three laps the forecast it's coming exactly you can look you can look just look in the sky you can see it was coming if he waits two or three laps and because he had the opportunity to pit before max and he puts on enters I think that they win that race. I think Alonzo wins that race. Well, I do th- I do know that on the radios they were talking about, uh, Max's radio, they were talking about extending their strategy because they said, we're going to follow what Alonzo does. Mm-hmm. And it almost kind of felt like for the first time this season in hell, for the first time since two years ago, that Red Bull was like, oh my gosh, we're going to wait and see what somebody else does before we make a decision, right? And for the most part, Red Bull's been like, we're going to make our decision. We don't care what they're doing because our car's too fast. Um, so I do agree with you that that maybe with the the comments and the radio exchange that Red Bull had, they might have been a little concerned that that yeah. Aston Martin car. But yeah, the, the the two pit stops where Max only has to make one and right. I mean just make it easier on the guy. Yeah, I mean because Max made Max pitted lap fifty five, and the the crazy thing is is that Red Bull he was he started the race on medium tires and he let his and he was able to keep those tires going on the streets of Monaco for 55 laps. He didn't pit, pit to lap 55. That's saying something about the ability of that car. That car no does not chew, it does yeah. not chew tires like other cars especially lot, on a street circuit. Even like some that. of the hard the guys who started on or uh Checo was complaining about his tires. You could see graining on his tires. You could see with the Ferrari, with the Mercedes, you could see graining on their tires, and they had to pit much earlier. They had to pit in the, in the in laps, I think, in the forties, as opposed to the Aston Martin who pit, pitted on fifty two. And honestly, if Max doesn't pit on Max pitted on fifty five, but he pitted because he basically said we have to pit. We're sliding around. You saw Carlos Sainz go off. Ferrari came no. in. They put him on. Yeah, Carlos Sainz went off. What are you going to tell me next? Lance Stroll spun out. He did. Oh actually. my gosh! I, and and George, I think that was I think that was George Russell hit somebody then too. He did. Uh, he he got a well. He he hit Sir, uh, Sergio Perez yep. for an unsafe rejoin. So uh, G Russ did spin out, and when he came back on the track, he made contact and got a five second penalty. Yep. So back to what I was saying earlier. That was a hundred percent a penalty. He should have had two penalties with yeah. the starting too yeah, far forward the, and uh, and with the unsafe rejoin. You know, other than that. Mercedes had a really good weekend, and and I mean I think we all know that Max New won the race. Pots? New side pot. 
Did I just say AirPods? I think you did say oh AirPods. Oh. Uh, yeah, this is not an Apple show. No free ads. Steve Jobs. We re- we literally record on an Apple device. Okay, okay. RIP Steve Jobs. Uh, yeah, the, the side pods. I don't know. Well, so, I mean, Merck had, they had like a very quiet weekend because they finished fourth and fifth. And at one point, you know. They had that Hamilton finishing yeah. fourth, G. Russ finishing fifth, which actually the last four the last four starts that Hamilton has had at Monaco, where he started, he finished. This right. is, he broke that streak because he started fifth this race yep. and he finished fourth. Yeah, and he had the fastest lap of the race. He did. He did. Which you know, and he said he was he was raving about the car after the after the race. He and said this he was is a, a lot of fun to drive, and he was having a lot of fun, more fun. This is a tough track to debut new technology. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm I don't. We'll get ahead to this later, but I think that's going to have a big impact on the upcoming race. Yeah. No, he's um. You're right. I mean, it's a very tough track, but props to Esteban Ocon. Starts third, finishes third, but, you know, first podium. His, his first podium. His whole weekend was great. I thought he yep. had a great drive. I mean, I don't think he had to do – I don't want to say he didn't have to do much to no, keep his third he place. Didn't. But he's still – this is a this is a middle to lower pack driver or team. Uh, yeah. That he did a great job of maintaining his position, and his team did a great job of managing his race to ensuring that they would finish third. So yeah. hats off to them. He was my driver of the day. Um, I thought yeah. it was great. His weekend, fantastic. I mean, yeah, he, easy pick for me. He had a, he had a great qualifying session. He was yeah. I mean, and he was the F one driver of the day. I mean, that it's just he just, was he had a, he had just had a great drive. I mean, he, I, he did. I, and I I do want to give props to Max though. I think Max, you know, we can talk about the car and everything in the rain. He handled that incredibly. I yeah. mean, he he did a great job handling the the rain and the wet he weather, did. especially on those old tires that were like i know we were talking about the lack of tire yeah. degradation but like those got old when the rain came down he did a great job of handling the car on sure. bad tires and he also did a good job of like communicating to his team like these are getting too slick i have to come in right uh, regardless of them saying we're gonna wait to see what alonzo does so right props to max i did know you, i know you, i know did you see one of the drive who was it? it was one of the young kids talking about how they were kind of they've been lapped by max and how they were learning so much from him, watching him in the wet weather with slick tires. Was it? I think it was Nick DeVry, right? Yeah, it was Nick DeVry. Yeah, you're right. It, well, I couldn't remember if it was DeVry or Sargent or or who else it was, but it was DeVry. He was just close enough to him when the rain started to where when the track started getting slick, he was watching Max run on slick tires in, on in the rain, which, you know, you slide around and you saw anybody watch the race. You saw Carlos Stein just totally slide around. Didn't hit anything. Now, hey, to be totally fair, we've seen him yeah. slide around a lot, yeah, even in true. dry surf conditions, but that's neither here nor there. Still, still more points than his teammate. Stop it. Did you know that? I did know okay. that. So yeah, big weekend for Alpine, a pretty good weekend for the Mercedes. Ferrari had, you know, I mean, the penalty got have, him. Yeah. The penalty and got Carlos him. got him. And Carlos got him. Carlos was a little pissed. I, I think that it was funny, you know, we saw late in the race, Russell kind of pushing to get the team to swap him and Hamilton. To oh, that was kind of laughable because he comes on the radio and he says, we should swap, let me get a shot at Ocon. And then Hamilton's just like, yeah, not today, kid. Yep. And immediately, like within like three turns, has a one and a half second yep. gap. That he yeah, and, he, and, then he, and then he puts the fastest lap out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and you could like, nah, you, bro. You could tell Hamilton was following team orders, like let's keep the pace, like yep. we're at no risk of losing fourth and fifth, so yep. let's not do it. And then 
you know somebody after G Russ came on the radio and said that uh, that that Hamilton was just like, I got this. We'll we'll, yep. we'll okay. We'll put an Hammer end to time. this. Hammer Which time. again, right. I know one week ago I said G Russ is becoming becoming a fan of him, impressed with him. This is one of those times like, you know, know your role. Like right. Your your teammate who is arguably one of the greatest drivers ever. Uh, yep. is following team orders. And just because your team orders are keeping you guys close together does not mean that you are have a faster car than him or that you're faster than him right now. So take At a step all. back. Yeah, exactly. Pause, bro. Yeah. Pause, maybe bro. maybe ha- take a moment, enjoy that view, and learn something. Yeah, exactly. Give Put your dues in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got you to gotta pay your dues here. Which there's, you know, uh, Valtteri Botas said last week, I don't know if we covered this, that he still thinks that giving everything uh, – equal he still thinks that hamilton is the fastest driver on the grid like if every if everybody was in the same car he thinks that he's the fastest now they have a bromance like none other so he might be a little biased yeah but they do they do hamilton wanted to keep botas at the team and we haven't gone we you know we've never we haven't delved into the sort of drama that has been going on at mercedes between the two drivers but yeah, Hamilton did not want Russell. Well, he wanted to keep Botas at the time. Not even the two drivers, but just between Total Wolf and Hamilton. Yeah, you know that. I mean, Total Wolf has come out and said that it's hard to talk money with Hamilton because he's been so close to them. He's like he's one of my closest friends now. Right. It's awkward. And I'm like, right. well, that, yeah, that's what happens to talk to him. I I don't think. I mean, he's you know, not I, I know. I think it was Charles Leclerc or one of the drivers, maybe Lando, said everybody would want Lewis Hamilton as their teammate. You know, if he goes anywhere. I think it'll be Ferrari because Ferrari is that sort of they're that name, but the, I don't think the it's pedigree. Yeah, they're that they're that name. But in the last in the last fifteen years, they're not. And and I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't know that Hamilton. I don't know that Hamilton's like chasing that pedigree. I could see it just to say that I drove like it's right. like that race right. iconic. The the livery's iconic. Exactly. It's but, just to say like, hey, I drove for Ferrari, and you know, I mean, he might be. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it is why Alonzo went there. It's why Vettel went there. It's why, you know, these, they don't, I don't think it'll happen. Then why but did it, Sainz go there? I think they thought Carlos Sainz was good. Did they not watch him in a McLaren? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I mean, didn't get that. I watched that and I was like, what are you doing? I didn't get that. I mean, yeah, Sainz has not been, he's not been good there, but. So, um, yeah, Max, you know, we, hats off to Max. Great drive. We kind of deviated there a little bit, but like we, we actually kept it F1 related. I'm proud of us. Yeah. We didn't uh, go like way off the We rails. didn't crash to the barriers. We just hit him and bounced back. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Max in this past, on, his, uh, on his pole lap. Exactly. All right, getting back to the race, Nico Hulkenberg gets an additional penalty for not serving his first penalty correctly. <laughs> End of the race, it didn't matter. His his day was shot at that yeah. point, and I and I hated to see it, but uh, I just kind of had to get a chuckle. That yep. You got a penalty for not serving your penalty correctly. Yep. You know, you've had, we've, we've seen a lot of goofy penalties this year. You know, Ocon had that, what was it, the very first race? Was it the first race or was it Australia? It was, a, it was the first race. It's easy to had, get confused because Australia used to be the first right, race. Right, so exactly. I'd have he, to go back and check had, the notes. He had like three penalties in that race. I think that was the first you're race. You're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. he had, you know, and you had a bunch of, you've had a bunch of penalties. You had like three consecutive races where you had guys not lining up correctly. And then you had Giros who should have had a penalty and didn't yeah. get one. Still blows my mind, man. Total must, he must have greased the wheels in that one. Well, yeah, it's, I think that's the total factor. 
It's that Bond it's villain. Bond villain. Bond villain. Right, he's a Bond villain, man. They're getting ready so, to award it, and he uh, uh, and a, a briefcase just appeared with uh, unmarked bills. So I think the thing that, and I love, we love F1. We do an F1 podcast. We do? I think. No way. Unfortunately, this is weeks. This is the sixth race of the season. The title's decided. Yeah, actually, I, I was going to get into that when we get, when we talk about the next race coming up this yep. weekend that. You know, we, we usually do our bold predictions. Yeah, we I'm do. like, is there really anything bold to predict? Like, I feel like at this point, we kind of know how the season's going to go. And I don't want to just, like, say that, yeah, the way that it is now is how it's going to finish. We might get a couple guys jumping around between sure. fifth and sixth, whatever. But, like, we don't have that much bold stuff to talk about anymore. Like, I think it's the only bold thing is going to be is if one of us each week says somebody other than a Red Bull is going to win the race. And by chance, that car doesn't finish. And... Another guy steals a win. Well, yeah, I mean, Max winning these last two and Checo not Checo having kind of struggling that that really hurts, especially this he week. Still Checo didn't. Did only, Checo? He's only thirty nine points behind him even yeah. after this, which like that. The, I, it, I mean, it's a lot. It's a it's a lot because you know that if Max finishes the race, he's going to finish first or second. Right, and I mean, but, do you want to do you want to get into the standings right now so we can just kind of talk about that? Well, I just want to recap the finish okay. real quick. Uh, okay. Max wins, gets gets first. Uh, Fernando Alonso second, and Esteban Ocon uh, third. We talked about it. Driver of the day. You, you kind of yep. agreed he's driver of the day. Um, yeah, that was really about it. So we can get into the standings. All right, we got Max Verstappen, 144 points in first. Checo Perez, 105 points in second. Fernando Alonso, 93 points. Lewis Hamilton, 69 points. George Russell, 50 points. Carlos Sainz, 48 points. Charles Leclerc, 42 points. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold on, that can't be right. Did you just say that Carlos Sainz has more points than Charles Leclerc? Okay. What is it, like one? He's finished one more race. He's only got six more points. Scoreboard. Nepotism at its finest, 27 points. <laughs> Esteban Ocon, 21 points. <laughs> Say his real name. I did. <laughs> Say his legal name. Lance Stroll. 27 points. Esteban Ocon, 21 points. Pierre Gasly, 14 points. And... Lando Norris, twelve points. That is the top eleven. I keep we keep stopping at just like random points every time. And just finish it out. Finish out the points. All right, uh, you know what? Just tell us who doesn't have points. Nico. There's only two drivers that don't have points. Can you tell me who they are? Um, Logan Sargent, Nick DeVries. Yep, that's correct. (laughs) It's a little reverse. Usually, I give you the trivia. Right. So we got so we'll go we'll go back to twelve. Nico Hulkenberg six points, Oscar Piastri five points, Valtteri Bottas four points, Joe Guanyu two, Yuki Sonoda two, Kevin Magnuson two, Alex Albon one, and as we said, Nick DeVry and Logan Sargent both zero. Um, before we before we move on to anything else, did you hear Yuki yelling about his uh, mm-hmm. his break fade? I love that guy. I did. I kind of like Yuki. He's I like him too. He's funny. He needs to be on not in the the shadow of Red Bull because I think yeah. that he's got a great personality that he he's a he's a Daniel Ricardo marketable type personality. I agree. I would like to see like honestly, I'm gonna say this. 
Lance Stroll really should not be driving. No, he shouldn't. One. No, no. You, you don't need to say that. Everybody knows this. Everybody, even his dad knows this, but he can't fire his son. Right. No, he can't. I mean, but you he should. Needs to. But he you needs should. To. Because you could put anybody in that car and they could have more than look 27 at, points. Look at the gap. You, you only have to. Your, your other driver has, what was it, 93? Mm-hmm. 93 points. Look at the gap every week. You've and you know Fernando Lance has the Alonso, better car. Right. And you know Fernando Alonso is up there near the top. He's finishing on the podium. He's right there. He's not really fighting with the Red Bulls because, honestly, I don't believe anybody can fight with the Red Bulls. He's right there. Every, He's fighting for me. podiums every week. And the other right. driver is just spinning other, out. Exactly. And, spinning out. He's it, hitting people. He's he's He's, he's mired passing down. on the outside yeah. in, a, in a basically a 340-degree right. turn. He looks awful. Every single week, it's 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 insane. At some point, it blows yeah, my mind. Lawrence Stroll. I mean, I don't. I know he's the majority owner of that team, but at some point, I think if there's other investors, they're going to say he's got to go. He's not I, good. I I honestly don't know that they will. I think that as long as Lawrence Stroll's in the head of that team, I think he'll keep Lance there. But with how much with how much publicity and popularity Formula One's got. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're worried anymore now about finding investors or, or no, money bags I, to I come agree. in. Yeah. So, like, you, I mean, you give them an ultimatum. Like, if you pull your money out, I guarantee we have a bunch of other suitors right. that are willing to put the money right. down just like you are. Right. When he got into it, they needed him. That sure. was right after Force India's uh, owner was, what is it, tax evasion, yeah, prison, tax whatever evasion, all yeah, that was. Prison. They needed they needed a bankroll, and right. Lawrence Stroll was the savior. But the Recent caveat was... Point. When they were racing point. Well, yeah, Force India racing point. Force whatever. India racing so point. the caveat was that Lance Stroll came with it. But now right. with how popular F1 is, I don't think they need that anymore. So Lawrence Stroll, I think he has a decision he has to make. I agree. Do it. And F- I hope. Figure it out, buddy. And I hope he is the one that fires his son. I do too. Now, that's not to say that Lance Stroll won't go on and have a career in racing i mean he does i mean if you, if you get to that point you have to know something about racing i think you could probably go to other formats you know maybe go to formula e uh you could probably you eh, could you know like probably. do local go-kart tracks they have like the you know, like the little kitty go-kart tracks like at family fun time or um, he, you could you join know, our so mario kart league right right he could. Do, that's what he should do. Sim he's racing. Our, he's our pillar. Exactly. He's our pillar driver. Even though he should do. He would finish third out of the three right. of us. He's but. not doing Rainbow Road, man. You kidding me? He, he can't make this. it through Rainbow Road. You put that N sixty four controller in his hand. He's like, what did you just put yeah. in my hands? He's like, he doesn't. He's, know he'd ask for a Nintendo Switch or something. Yeah, he would. He would. He, you know what he would ask for is that that goofy steering wheel that came on the Wii that you couldn't control and was worthless. We would like to play. Yeah. Do you know that? Uh, that team used to be the old Jordan F1 team. Yes. Yeah. Like if you trace its team roots back, it is fun. It was the old. It was the old Jordan F1 team. Like when you remember, like, Lo- like yeah. when that, like when Lotus was in F1, yep. and you trace back the roots to everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's sometimes fun to trip down memory lane. Yep. Um, all right, so we do have another F1 race coming up this weekend. Um, but before we get into that, is there anything else you want to talk about with Monaco? There is. There is something fun about Monaco, and and I I don't normally. I hate giving props to Max, but Max in his his post-race interview, Max tried to wrap it up so he could go watch the Indy 500. And I was like, hey, respect. I respect that. And that is also a perfect transition into the next little bit I wanted to talk about. Almost like I knew what I was doing. 
It's almost like we talked about this. Almost like Who knew? I knew and brought that up as a transition. It's almost like that we kind of had a pre-race yep. me- or pre-show meeting and we yep. talked about what we were going to talk that about. That was you know that was that was We didn't tra- do that by the way. This, that was all that, that was all natural. That was a transitional statement and it was a good one. That was all organic. We did not discuss that. No, we didn't. I'm going to, you know, again pat myself on the back Make for that dad noises for that excellent transition. I got 911 standby in case you yep, heard something. You should, man. I actually I probably shouldn't. I'll probably tear my rotator cuff. I don't need that whatever right now. That is. I don't need that. All right, so uh, I do want to touch on the Indy 500. Um, I'm just going to do a quick, quick little segment here. That was one of the most exciting races that I have seen in a long time. Uh, the lead changes, I got to give a shout out to a driver that I've been big on for the past probably three to four years. He even took a little break from IndyCar, but Santino Ferrucci, I mean, what a drive by him. He didn't win, but he was carving through the pack like a veteran. Uh, but ultimately the end of the race, I'm not disappointed with how it ended with the winner, Joseph Newgarden. Congratulations. Finally getting that, that win at Indy that he, it's like pretty much the only thing he hasn't right. done in IndyCar. I was, I was in a room of people who don't watch racing and I'm standing up. I, first of all, I mean, by this time, because of all the weird red flags and cautions it got very NASCAR at the end. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna they NASCAR'd the Indy Indy. Did you hear? Did you hear them that they didn't do the cautions breed cautions, but they did yellows breed yellows. Yeah, Yeah. they didn't. And I paraphrased you. I heard that, and the whole time I'm thinking, I need it was. It was. I think it was James Hinchcliffe. (laughs) Right. Right now, I need that cautions breed cautions. But that's all I could hear when I heard. I was not 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 him saying that, but you imitating him. That's right. But at the end of that race, I'm standing up. And I'm like, because Joseph Newgarden's a guy that I've watched since he had come into the sport. Big fan of his. I felt like he was the next great IndyCar driver. And I don't want to say he's not the next great one because there's a bunch of great ones. I think he's pretty great. He's, I mean, he's he's really good. Now and, that he's, he, and he's a good marketable brand for the sport. He's a, a guy that like this at the sport. And he doesn't win the Indy 500 under yellow. No. No, he doesn't. Like, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, like your boy. No, I don't like that guy. Two, uh, excuse me. You mean two-time? Two-time de- yellow flag. Two-time two nope. defending Indy. Or, nope. no, I shouldn't say defending. He was not the defending because that Marcus was Mark, Erickson Marcus Erickson. Uh, two-time Indy 500 winner, Takuma Sato. Yeah, no, we're going to skip over him right now. Uh, the end of that race, um, the last 10, 15 laps, there were so many... The whole race. And the the top. whole race was incredible. Well, it was, but I'm just saying, like in the last 15, 10, 15 laps, there were so many scenarios to where if the driver wins, you're like, holy shit, this is a great story for IndyCar. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it. We don't need to get into details, but like Joseph Newgarden, Pato Award, Santino Ferrucci, Marcus Erickson. Um, you know, there's just a bunch of great storylines yeah. of who could win this. Uh, I did, there was a little drama, Pato Award. Yep. Rex out. And yep. uh, they asked him, they said, next time, what are you going to do differently? And Marcus Erickson forced him a little low. And he just said, next time that happens, I'm taking him with me. Um, <laughs> and just kind of Mike dropped it there. And I'm like, damn, Pat. I'm I like, think, you've always been kind of like you know, a pretty friendly guy. Not yes, today. But that might be some of the, some of the stuff that IndyCar needs. Is, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, obviously I'm not condoning wrecking somebody or, or pulling them out when you, when they wreck you or push you down. But, yeah, I mean, it was 
it was that race was drama. It was and and at the speeds that they go, I mean, it was so much fun to watch. The last thirty laps of that race was because you're right. Those guys you mentioned, at one point, I felt like any one of them could win. At one point, I thought Ferrucci's going to win this race. At one with, point, I thought with, Award's going to win it. With twenty laps Erickson. to go, I'm like Ferrucci's got this. You and I were talking. Yeah. He just carved through the pack like yeah, everybody's he standing did. still. And then it's like out of nowhere, everybody's quicker than him. But yeah. then he still hung on. Um, it, yeah. it was very exciting. Uh, we did have a scary moment. There was a big wreck. Kyle Kirkwood uh, flips over, ends up upside down. His tire gets tethered, and uh, or gets the tether gets the tether, sheared. Which IndyCar said that the tether didn't cut. Which I don't. I, how does it not? I, I don't. Then? I don't know how it didn't. It, I think more maybe that was more covering. Yeah. CYA so there, but the tire launches it. How fast are they going with that? Two hundred. I mean, well, they're in the, they're in one of the corners, so maybe two ten, two twenty, but mm-hmm. still, yeah. Tire launches, we got very lucky that it went in between the grandstands. Yeah. And it hit a car, a parked Dead car. Arm. Yeah. Um, and did you see that they invited her to kiss the bricks? They did. The, so they invited her to kiss Fantastic. the bricks. Fantastic. Penske bought her a new car. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, honestly, they let didn't it hit my to. car. Yeah. Let it hit my car. If that's what, I, if I get to kiss the, I don't care about the new car. Like, new car, sure, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll drive the car. I would rather drive the car around than that. That's a badge of honor. But leave the tire on it. Right. I want the tire. Oh, like, no, I want the tire. Yeah, I want the tire. Yeah, yeah. I want the tire. Um, but we did get lucky because if that hits the grandstands, that's... that's um, absolutely. I was that's That was when I saw that, the first thing I thought is, oh, my God, I hope that that did not land in the grandstands because that, that might that might really do some serious damage to somebody. So Kyle Kirkwood flips over. Uh, his camera that's on his halo gets spun around and actually gives us a great camera angle. It's So his camera was supposed to be forward-pointing. Yep. And when the car flipped and it hit, it jarred the camera and flipped at 180 and it was facing him. And we got like a live look at him riding his car at 180 miles an yep. hour, upside down, sparks flying. It was now phenomenal camera work. In IndyCar, um, drivers to let the safety crew know that they're okay, they flip their visor up. Yep. Kyle Kirkwood flipped his visor up <laughs> mid-wreck. Like yeah. you see him flip it up like, I'm okay as he lands. Yeah. And then the sparks fly and you see him like, I don't think he, I don't think he knew what was going on. Like I just like I, I know like I saw the visor go up and I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Put that visor back down. Yeah, what are I you think, doing? I think You're it, upside down. It hit and he thought I'm okay, but then the right. sparks started flying and his visor's up and he's holding his hands like over where the visor should be. And I'm like, just flip it back down real quick. Yeah, what are you but, doing? Uh, no, it was that was that was an incredible thing. We saw was it who was it that wrecked and then got hit when they were stopped? Was that a ward? Yeah, and it, because the other driver, uh, it's a rookie from Argentina. Yeah, he's coming around, and his steering his steering's he, he'd broke. Got, yeah, make contact. He'd made contact, kind of back of the field. Yeah, the steering's, steering's broke. broke. His brakes are broke. All he's doing, he's along for the ride, and yep. you can just see it. He only hit him at about what twenty miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fast, but it popped that car up <laughs> yeah. so high in the air. Because he hit, he just he just hits his left his left rear just right with his. It was nuts, man. Every year. We talk about this all the time, how much fun IndyCar is. And I have, I think that race included with the, you know, it just, it just, every time I watch an Indy 500, I I just go like head over heels in love with IndyCar. I I still love Formula One, love watching it, but IndyCar is just so much fun to watch. I know. And they're going back to Detroit this weekend. Yeah. But is that this weekend or is that ra- next weekend? No, but they're uh, well, the, the, ne- the next race. No, I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was June second. 
Is it? Which was no wait no June no you're no you're you're, you're right yeah, it they kicks have off tomorrow they have two do they have two races there this week this but year they're not doing Belle Isle though they're it's it's in Detroit though they're not doing Belle Isle that's what I thought I heard no you're I think you're right yeah it's just uh and they're not doing the are they not or no they're doing the twin races at Iowa this year yeah didn't they always used to do twin races at Belle Isle yes. Well, I mean, at one point they did. Um, but anyway, they're not even racing there at all this year. I think it's back in uh, the, the streets of Detroit. You know, I will never forget being in um, Toronto one year when they were racing oh, in, in downtown Toronto. No, you're right. They're not racing at Belle Isle. They're racing downtown Detroit. Hey, sometimes I get things right. I'll be dead. Sometimes. It's rare, but sometimes. Huh. That track looks fast amazing there is a super long straight and it, it's all right it's all 90 degree turns i'm excited i'm excited too this, this is gonna be a gonna good be race fun. but we are not an indycar podcast so no but we congrats to joseph <laughs> yeah it's open wheel it is it's it, it is open wheel and you got a lot of you got a lot of for, former formula one guys in there like marcus erickson like um and, roman grosjean and you got a lot of guys that i think could go from indycar to formula one I do. Um, you know what? Colton Herta, Pedro Ward. I think. I think Joseph Newgarden. I don't know that you'll ever see Newgarden. Seems to me like he's a guy. He'll just stay in, in IndyCar. Well, we've talked about yeah. this off podcast before. Why would he? You know, as a guy who I'd like to see make a jump to something. I'd like to see Scott McLaughlin go run some of the NASCAR street NASCAR road courses. He's a former um, V8 Supercars guy, so Down he's got the Australia. experience. Yeah, he's got the experience Probably with the, the heavier cars. And they do almost all road VA course. Super, yeah, VA road, yeah, do almost all road ovals. course style yeah, they run, racing. Yeah, they do they run, do any ovals? I don't think so. I don't think so either, yeah. No, I don't think so. But uh, anyway, yeah, that, that concludes our IndyCar chat. But uh, yeah, again, guys, if you like open wheel racing like Formula One, check out IndyCar. Absolutely. It's great. You get enough of us telling us you want us to talk about it. We'll talk about it again. Yeah. Shit, we talk about it enough as it is. Talk about whatever. All so, right, the next race is the Spanish, the Spanish, Spanish Grand, Prix. Grand Prix at the Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. Uh, no, you got that wrong. Barcelona. Oh. <laughs> yep. No, it's Barcelona, Catalonia. Oh, did you list off the whole name of the race? Because I didn't. Uh, Formula no. One AWS Grand Primo de España 2023. I like that. I like that little inflection you put on there. I think it did okay. It's, yeah. It's, what was it? It sounded very Carlos Sainz ish. Hey, oh, still more points than the player. <laughs> I'll take it. So yeah, the uh, the the Barcelona Catalunya circuit, famous track, been around forever in Formula One. Sixty six laps, fourteen turns. Cool thing about the track this year, cool. A little, I mean, it, it's cool. So when it, they eliminated the, there used to be a chicane in the last two turns, 13, 14, and then probably 15 because they used, but so they eliminated that and it is now going into the start finish straight. It's just a, a, a straight into the, there's a, there's just one turn as opposed to that chicane. So it'll be a lot higher speed going into the start finish straight which is the old layout of the track. They put that chicane in there to kind of slow guys down. They said to bring it closer. I mean, it didn't really do that. I think that the, I, I think having the, the newer layout will be cool. I don't know how much better the racing will be. We'll see. 
Yeah, uh, interesting interesting fact about this race that I didn't even know or about this track, that it was built as a part of the 1992 Barcelona Olympics development program. Don't say Barcelona. Barcelona. It's Barcelona. Barcelona. What do you call, what is the nickname for the football team that plays? Lionel Messi. No, that's not the nickname. He plays for PSG. FCB. Yeah, FCB. What is the nickname? There's think, a shorter they, they version. They have a little, they have a little uh, like their crest. They got a little red. They got a little yeah, gold. Yeah, they do, but what's the short version? Uh, a, so did you know the first Grand Prix is in 1991? I did know that. Barca, the Spanish Grand Prix used to be at Estoril. Do you want to know why you should go to the race? It's Barca. Is, a, is it? No, it's not Bartha. They don't call him Bartha. They call him Barca. Everybody calls him Bartha, Barca. Let's Damn get... it, now I did it. Now I did it. That's it. I quit. We're not talking about this anymore. All right, so everybody have a good week. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got to finish talking about the race. Come on, Coy. All right. uh, Last year, Max Verstappen won this race. Uh, Sergio Perez finished in second. G. Russ in third. We'll get to our predictions, but there is something that Ferrari is bringing. They are bringing. They're bringing new AirPods. In the form of new side pods. <laughs> the brand new side pods and a new floor. I thought I was going to catch you up with the AirPods thing since yep. I messed that up earlier. Nope. I got no, you to do I, it I on the Barcelona. It. So you did. Uh, Ferrari bringing new side pods and a new floor. Uh, their side pods are very uh, red bullish. I'll tell you what. It's disappointing. It's disappointing that you know, and we've we've kind of hinted around the sort of TD thirty nine stuff. We haven't really talked about it a lot, and I don't know that we will, but it's disappointing that you saw teams like Mercedes and teams like Ferrari who had a different concept that at times, Mercedes no side pods concept really didn't work, but Ferrari's concept worked until the rule change that happened last year, the TD39 rule change that kind of forced them to raise the floor of their car, which totally negated their entire design it's kind of sucks that we're all for that they're, you know, because F1 is about innovation and if one team is going to be dominant, Hey, that's great. But you know, now we're kind of, what we're seeing is everybody just basically copying that design. And F1 is not supposed to be a spec series where every car looks the same. You know, I, I get it. I mean, it's what's successful, but it's only what's successful because a rule change happened that forced that to be what's successful. Yeah. I, I think you nailed it. Um, of course I did. I'm, yeah. <laughs> we saw last week at Monaco that Mercedes un- unveiled new side pods. Right. And we talked about how I don't think that's the best track for them to test it. And I think probably Mercedes' plan was to test it in Italy. But then the you know the race got canceled. Absolutely. And then it's almost at the point where it's like, well, we got to test it at some point. So um, we kind of said that Mercedes quietly had a really good race last weekend um i would look for them to have another really strong outing this weekend and i don't know that i'm looking that ferrari's going to have quite as strong but i think that they're going to see a big improvement this is going to be an, this is going to be an interesting race there's going to because this track now with the removal of that uh chicane very high speed corners i personally i think red bull just absolutely destroys and dominates this yeah. race they finish one two there's so many high speed corners. There's two really long. Well, there, there's one really long start finish straight, uh, and and one other straight that's decently long. It could lead to some passing opportunities, but there's a ton of high speed corners 
which requires high downforce, which is exactly what Mercedes or what Red Bull have nailed. I mean, I, I think it's Red Bull one, two, probably, you know, who knows for third, maybe Mercedes, maybe their design works. Maybe it's, maybe it's Alonzo. I mean, this is a Spanish Grand Prix. My, my prediction of how the race was going to end is going to be Max Sergio Hamilton, Hamilton. one, two, three. Um, but I do have a bold prediction that we'll get into. So, what okay. is your actual prediction of how the race I, is going to end? I think it's probably. I think you're going to see the the what we're going to call the standard one, two, three of uh, the standard podium for 2023. You'll see Max, Checo, and, and Alonso. I think okay. only because I think that 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 Aston Martin seems to have the seems to have it down, and it's Alonso's home track. You know, I think he kind of this he pushes it and he makes it happen. Okay, it's it's a good take. Um, do you want to get into? I've got some betting to talk about, and then I've got uh, get into our bold predictions. Which one okay. do you want to do first? Go into the betting. Okay, so the betting uh, for the race: Max is at a minus two fifty, Checo's at a plus three ten, Fernando's at a plus eight fifty. Um, I personally love that bet. Yeah. Last week when we were talking about the Monaco race, uh, Alonso was a plus six hundred. I loved that bet, and yeah. it was damn near close to him winning. Um. Prop bets again, guys. Prop bets is where it's going to be. I check those out if you're going to bet. Uh, to finish out some the top six, I got uh, Leclerc at plus three thousand, Hamilton plus thirty two hundred, and Giras at plus thirty three hundred. So uh, Leclerc with me, Leclerc to win is plus three thousand. No, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't... it's it might be the side pods. Um, so yeah. honestly, from like a better standpoint, you got to you know betting is a risk, but like those bottom three, Leclerc, Hamilton, Giras, not a bad yeah. pick because. No. Honestly, with with Formula One, yes, we know that if everything remains constant, it's going to be a Red Bull one-two finish. Right. But as Ted Lasso says, if we knew the outcome, sports wouldn't be fun. Right. So they might have issues, and they may not be able to finish the race. Those are good bets to throw on there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think it's a side, or it's a, it's one of the prop bet kind of things. That's the, that's where you're going to make any real money. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna throw something at it, I would probably throw it at Alonzo or Hamilton. Those are the the experience there. That's what that I'm thinking. Sense. And again, we've talked about it. I mentioned the the prop bets a lot, but there's so many that you can do that are fun to do. Like you sure. and I talk a lot right. offline of the ones we're gonna do. It's it would it would you know, we're already going over an hour right now. It would take another thirty minutes to get through all the prop bets oh, that I would sure. like. But anyway, let's let's jump over to the uh the bold predictions. You wanna go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you know, I really didn't think about. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot from the hip with a bold prediction this week. Well, like and, I said earlier in the podcast, okay. like how bold can we get? I feel like we kind of know where everyone stands. I mean, there's there's a couple, and and that's I guess what's gonna make it bold. But like anything that we say, I feel like through the first races already, we've already covered it. Right. But anyway, I, floor is yours, sir. I think we see the Alp. One of the Alpines ahead of one of the Mercedes cars. Okay, that's a that's a good pick. Yeah. I think I think that's where I think Alpine's kind of you know, formerly Renault, I think we're kind of take they're kind of taking a step and I think we see them ahead of at least one of the Mercedes cars. Okay, so that's interesting you say that because one of I had two bold predictions. One of them that I have is that we see Esteban Ocon continuous success from last weekend. Okay. Do I think he's going to finish third again? No, but my bold pick is that we see him competing strong weekend top six yeah yeah i mean i have no idea what to expect from ferrari when they say they brought a new floor to the car that's a big change that could be 
disastrous or great. Or it could be, yeah, I mean, they certainly have an engine that's powerful enough to, I, I, don't, I don't want to say, it's, I shouldn't say it's powerful enough to compete with Red Bull, but it's they certainly. It's powerful enough to compete with Formula 1.5. Right, exactly. It's, it's powerful enough to put them on the podium. However, their issue has been downforce throughout the year. Will they be able to suddenly find that downforce that saves their tires with this new floor, new side pods. I don't know. Maybe they took enough pictures of that uh, check. I hope so. I hope they took all the pictures. So my other bold prediction, and this one is pretty bold and you're going to hate it, is that the top five have three Spanish speaking drivers, which would mean Sergio Perez, Sergio Perez, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Carlos Sainz. You know, Charles probably speaks Spanish because... No, a, no, because I'm talking a, about... No, stop. You, well, hey, well you, you know what? I'll take it. Hey, hey, if he he's does, I'll count it. man. If he does, I'll count it for me. Honest, honestly, you could probably use all of them. I mean, I would bet most of, like, the top... I'm saying it's, like, the primary language. So, the two okay. Spaniards so now and that, Checo. Now that, now that changes things. So, I was going for... What is Esteban Ocon? Is he French? I don't know. I think he's French. Yeah, I think they all probably know Spanish. But I'm just saying, like, the two Spaniards... Checo. Yeah. So that that's my that's my bold prediction. That's an interesting top five. You said top, top five? five. Three in the All top right. five. All right, I like it. All right. Anything else you want to cover with the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend? Um no, this is always it's it always a Spanish. That was weird. Spanish. Spanish yeah. I don't know what I have in there. Spanish. You rushed me. Um No, I, you know, I, I like uh I like this Grand Prix. It's usually it's it I mean, because we don't have we didn't have Imola this year. This is like the kickoff to the tradition. Well, obviously, obviously after Monaco, this is the first of the real old European. I mean, I say old. This has been since '91. It's the first of the traditional European tracks. They'll run into those with the next few weeks. So, yeah, looking forward to it. It's gonna be a fun one. I'm just excited. We got back-to-back races. Hopefully, this one doesn't get flooded and we. Well, yeah, we've got back-to-back races and then don't have a race for two weeks. Oh, yeah, don't remind me. Yeah, yep. yeah you're right. We've got Canada, which I say, you know, traditional European, and then they, they jump to Canada, but then they've got Austria, Great Britain, Hungary, and then into Belgium, and that's all before the end of July. So they get they get tight-packed. Yeah. It'll be fun. we got some fun races coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Get a little sure. uh, consistency under our belt here. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I don't think I have. I don't have really a whole lot extra. Extra, you know. I mean, I think everybody needs to get up and watch the race on Sunday. It'll be a fun one. We will. I, I know I'll be at the NASCAR race. So here in St. Louis, I do have a two quick things I want to talk sure. touch on. Um, Edward Leuven, did you see his goal for St. Louis oh, City? Oh man, probably did goal, I? probably goal of the year in the MLS. Yeah. I mean, I. Or, I I'm not 100 percent sure he was trying to score. I think it was a cross that kind of got a little matter. bit in. But holy lord, what a goal! It was great. That's got to be a contender Absolutely for goal of the year. Beautiful. I was actually at the game. I had you great were? seats. Oh, Shout out to my awesome. buddy Steve for for letting me use his tickets. That's um, awesome. Yeah, incredible seats. And then uh, Stanley Cup final start. They do. Let's just do it real quick. Who are you picking? I already have him. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking the Panthers. Ah, I am too. I think it's a. I think it's. I, I think it's the Panthers. I think. I think. Uh, I think Bobrovsky, goalie for the Panthers, yep. is too good. I and think Bobrovsky and and Matthew Kachuk is on a is on a mission Matthew Kachuk, right and then you get like dude Sam Bennett's on their fourth yeah. line. That dude is a pest. Yeah, and you can put him out there against Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, and he shuts him down. 
Um, I think I think Vegas has better defense, yep. but like Matthew Kachuk is such a rat, and it's so fitting because like the rat is like the unofficial mascot of the Panthers. Right. For anybody who doesn't know hockey that's listening to this, we're not going to get into it. Just look it up. But like he just Matthew like- Kachuk is the rat. Yeah. For the Panthers, and the he last is. time they had that rat was Scott Mellonby, and right. they went to the Cup final. So, and got swept. There was what their second year, third it year. Was. Well, I mean, but, but they that's had the Bees or John Van Beesbrook. Yeah, they had John Van Beesbrook. That was a that was a team. And also, they like, have one of the Niedermeyers on that team. Yeah, but like Scott Mellonby was like their pinnacle player. Right. And it was the only year he made the All Star team. And like, yeah. don't get me wrong, Scott Mellonby was a great hockey player, but like, he's not Matthew Kachuk. No, no. I mean, how about? What the Vegas Golden Knights, man? I mean, what have they been around for four, five years now? Is this their fifth year? Yeah, I, I don't care about the Golden Knights. No, I, I, mean, I don't want to no, see. I'm just I don't saying, see them win. I don't. I'm just see saying. Win. How about them? Five years they've been to two Cup finals and four conference finals. I mean, it's impressive, but also they've like the NHL stacked the deck in their favor. Right. Like they, it look did. at it, Seattle. It in their second year, they went to the conference semifinals and we'll see them probably do a deep run soon too right but anyway i'm picking i'm picking the panthers i just think yeah i am too i think i just think matthew chuck's on a mission he's gonna be i think he'll be your finals mvp honestly it's got to be him or bobrovsky i think and you know i know william carlson on the vegas side has done very well he's got like what he's got a ton of goals but he's a third or fourth line center i think that he hasn't played a team this deep yet and I don't know. I just I don't. I, I if you put him out there against like a Sam Bennett, he's gonna shut him down. Right. Um, Sam Bennett will. And but who knows? Now that I say that, I'm probably yeah, gonna be completely I, wrong. I, I, what I'm hoping is that this is a series that is fun to watch and it goes deep. I don't. You know, nobody wants to see a sweep. Nobody wants to see a five or a. No, or I would even... love to see a, a sweep in the Panthers' favor. Also, <laughs> Matty Kachuk, St. Louis guy, he is St. St. Louis, Louis native. Guy. He is St. Louis native. That hopefully he'd bring the cup back. I'm sure he would. Yeah. There is that uh, that video that him and Jason Tatum, who he just got knocked out of the NBA playoffs, but on the Boston Celtics. They went to high school together, which, talk about a high school class. Right. Wasn't wasn't Matty Kachuk in the blue Stanley Cup parade? Like, didn't he and his – I know his brother was in there. I think him and Brady ended yeah. up in there somehow. I want to say, because, I, wanna say I, I remember Brady wearing a, wearing a blues jersey when he was – Foreshadowing? Under, yeah. Dude, I mean – as a Blues fan, how mad are you that the Blues didn't make that move to get Matthew Chuck? Yeah, at the time it sounded terrible because like they wanted two of our best prospects, but now I'm like I'd take it. Yeah. Uh, but now like Brady Kachuk, I don't know. I mean, go get him. Go get him. Absolutely, come Matt, home, son. Matt, Matty Kachuk, and uh, Big Walt have both said in multiple interviews that Brady is, you know, he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, he's meaner. Okay. He is younger, um, but they've all said that their sister actually is the best athlete, <laughs> and she's. Um, I think she won a, a couple national titles in field hockey. I don't know. Apparently, they all say that she is like the best athlete in the family, which doesn't surprise me. That's crazy. And then of That's course, awesome. and then it's of course it's all funny too. They say that uh, um, Keith Kachuk, his wife, is like the glue to it all. That with like without her, sure. the whole thing's apart. And it's funny because like he said it, and then like the kids all say it too. It's just kind of funny that they all admit it. They're like, "Yeah, without her, it. like we're just a disaster." Yeah, I don't doubt it. That's great. It's great for the area, though. I mean, St. Louis is kind of a hockey history now, so it's it's cool. Yeah, I mean, they're local kids and grew up around here, and yeah. Yep. 
All right. Well, that's really all I got. Yeah, we, we had a big, big show. I think this might be our longest uh, epi to date. Really? Well, last, maybe not today. Last week but we did like last year we or let no last week we did like an hour and twenty. What are we at now? Hour and fifteen. You want to talk for five more minutes? Yeah. What else we got? What else we got here? Now we're gonna sign off here. <laughs> uh, we everybody, got movies. We can think of a movie to talk about. I'm sure. We talked about enough movies. Yeah. What's going on right now? I don't know. What's no, going on. that's it, yeah. guys. We'll talk to y'all next week. See everybody. See ya.